As true disciples of Christ, we need to understand that being loved by God is foundational to our identity. We're called to actively participate in building the kingdom of God. But this mission must be rooted in the knowledge that we are precious to God. When we understand this, we can respond wholeheartedly to God's call. And it becomes so much easier to approach service with joy and authenticity, fostering healthy relationships and preventing burnout. Knowing we are precious to God can be truly transformative, it can power our ongoing conversion as disciples while shaping our attitudes, our actions, and our interactions with others. It powers us to continue building the kingdom on earth. Welcome to the Real Word Podcast for the 11th Sunday in Ordinary Time, Cycle A of the Roman Catholic Lectionary. I'm Brandon Jubar, and I'll be your guide as we walk through the readings for this week. It's an important process because we believe the scriptures are the inspired Word of God. But to really be nourished by the Word, we need to break it open and look a little deeper. We need to let the Holy Spirit speak to us. Now, the messages I get from these scriptures might feel right to you, but you also might find that the Holy Spirit tells you something else, and that is absolutely all right. So if you're ready, let's dive in. As I said, tonight we'll be looking at the readings for the 11th Sunday in Ordinary Time, Cycle A. Our first reading is from the book of Exodus, it's chapter 19, verses 2 through 6a. Our second reading is from the letter to the Romans, it's chapter 5, verses 6 through 11. And our gospel reading is from Matthew, it's chapter 9, verses 36 through chapter 10, verse 8. So just a couple things to note. First, we do have readings from both the Old and New Testaments. Exodus is from the Old Testament, or the Hebrew Scripture, while the letter to the Romans is from the New Testament, or the Christian Scripture, as is our gospel reading. Tonight, we'll see that Moses makes a deal, Paul makes a boast, and Jesus makes a plan. Okay, let's start by going through the readings, and then we can talk about the messages we find. First reading is from the book of Exodus. After they set out from Rephidim, they entered the desert of Sinai, and Israel camped there in the desert in front of the mountain. Then Moses went up to God, and the Lord called to him from the mountain and said, This is what you are to say to the descendants of Jacob, and what you are to tell the people of Israel. You yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt, and how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations you will be my treasured possession. All the whole earth is mine. You will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. Our second reading is from Paul's letter to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, you see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. 
Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if, while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his Son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Not only is this so, but we also boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. And our gospel reading is from Matthew. When Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plenty, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Jesus called his twelve disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. These are the names of the twelve apostles. First, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew. James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. Philip and Bartholomew. Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector. James, son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. All right, so let's take a first glance at these readings and ask ourselves, what does it mean? What messages and meanings can we find if we dig around just a little bit? So our first reading was from the book of Exodus. And in this reading, we get a a glimpse of a significant moment in our salvation history when God established a special covenant with the people of Israel. So after rescuing them from slavery in Egypt, God led them to the desert of Sinai, where God spoke to Moses and entrusted him with a message for the Israelites. God told Moses to tell the Israelites that if they remained committed to the covenant, then they would have the Lord's protection and blessings. And in exchange for their faithfulness, God would love them more than all of creation. They would be a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. And this passage highlights the importance of faithfulness and the mutual relationship between God and his chosen people. It should also serve as a bit of a reminder that with freedom comes responsibility and that God's blessings are bestowed upon those who honor their commitments. Ultimately, this reading from Exodus, it shows the importance of faithfulness, obedience, and and the transformative power of of living in covenant with God. It it challenges us to examine our own commitment to God's covenant, to, to strive for holiness in our lives, and to actively participate in building God's kingdom on earth. So, The main message I got from our first reading is that we are precious to God. 
God offered the Israelites the gift of his love, protection, and blessings. And it was important for them to, to maintain their part of the covenant. They had to, to demonstrate trust in and obedience to the Lord so they could serve as representatives of God's kingdom on earth. But we need to realize that this message extends beyond the Israelites of that time. God wants all of us to honor the covenant and, and live in a loving relationship with him. And the promise of being a kingdom of priests and a holy nation, well, that's an invitation for all of us believers to, to embrace our role as messengers of, of God's love, mercy, and, and justice in the world. It reminds us that our faith is it's not just a personal matter, but, but also a, a call to embody God's values and to spread God's message of love, forgiveness, and radical acceptance to every nation on earth. And we can do this because we are precious to God. Our second reading was, is from uh, St. Paul's letter to the Romans. And in this reading, Paul highlights, he highlights the transformative power of God's love, which is demonstrated through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And Paul acknowledges the, the basic fact that all human beings were once separated from God because of sin. However, God's redemptive plan, uh, that plan it was, it was set in, into motion by Jesus' sacrifice, set in motion by his suffering and his death on the cross. Now, Paul also emphasizes the extraordinary nature of that act. By way of explanation, Paul pointed out that it's rare for someone to, to die for a righteous or a deserving person. And yet, Jesus willingly laid down his life for sinners. So how amazing is that? We really stop to think about it. We, we realize that this incredibly selfless act of love and reconciliation is something to be truly grateful for. This ultimate selfless act it serves as a testament to the depths of God's mercy and grace. Recognizing the significance of Jesus' suffering and death is absolutely essential for us today because it, it reveals the depth of God's love and God's desire to restore the broken relationship with humanity. It reminds us that regardless of our past mistakes and our sins, God's love is unconditional. And, and it offers us forgiveness and redemption through Jesus' sacrifice. So the main message I got from our second reading is that Jesus' sacrifice reflects a profound love for all of us. If if we can not only, you know, if we can if we can not only understand but truly, truly accept this message, we can begin to cultivate a sense of gratitude, sense of humility, and awe towards God. It can also help us to begin transforming our lives and then help us to extend Jesus's love, forgiveness, and radical acceptance to others. This message offers hope, healing, and a renewed sense of purpose to, to those of us who, who feel, may feel disconnected from God or, or burdened by the past. As true disciples, we can experience the freedom and joy that comes from a restored relationship with our Creator, and we can be inspired to share God's love with those around us 
because Jesus's sacrifice reflects a profound love for all of us. And finally, our gospel reading was from Matthew. And in this reading, we saw Jesus's incredible compassion for the people. He saw their confusion, saw their lack of guidance, and recognized the need for shepherds and laborers to to tend to their spiritual needs. So Jesus called and commissioned the 12 apostles to proclaim the kingdom of God. He, He gave them the power to heal the sick and to cast out demons, and then he sent them on their way. Now, you you probably noticed that the initial focus of their mission was on the lost sheep of Israel, which simply reflects the fact that Christianity originated from within Judaism. However, I'm sure you also remember that after the resurrection, their mission expanded to include all peoples and all nations. The, The focus of the mission isn't the point, though. What this passage does is highlight the importance of responding to Jesus's call and to actively participate in continuing his mission of building the kingdom of God. So going back to my first comments, Jesus's incredible compassion for the people reminds us of his love and his concern for all humanity. The commissioning of the 12 signifies the extension of the mission beyond the immediate community, beyond the the confines of a particular group or nation. And that was a significant event. Suddenly, it wasn't just about maintaining what had been built. It was about expanding it even more. So the main message I got from our gospel reading is that we are called to actively build the kingdom. This this reading makes it clear that we have to be active participants in Jesus's mission. We have to share the gospel message with the world. This is important for us today because it challenges us to to embrace our role as true disciples of Christ. It, It challenges us to be shepherds and laborers in the world. We're called to care for those around us, to proclaim the gospel message in our communities, but also to to bring healing and reconciliation to, to broken lives wherever they are. The apostles were empowered by Jesus to carry out their mission. And so are we, though we often forget to rely on the Holy Spirit for the, the grace and the strength we need. This message challenges us to live with a sense of purpose and a sense of urgency, actively engaging in the work of building God's kingdom on earth and and bringing Jesus's message of love, forgiveness, and radical acceptance to all people. It reminds us that we aren't just spectators. We're participants, and we are called to actively build the kingdom of God. All right, let's sum up what we've talked about so far. In our first reading from Exodus, the main message I came away with was, we are precious to God. In our second reading from St. Paul's letter to the Romans, the main message I got was, Jesus's sacrifice reflects a profound love for all of us. And finally, the main message I got from our gospel reading was, we are called to actively build the kingdom of God. As a true disciple of Christ, We need to understand that being loved by God is foundational to our identity. 
If we can internalize this truth, our, our motivations remain pure and our actions flow from a place of love rather than, than seeking validation or praise. As disciples, we're called to actively participate in building the kingdom of God. But this mission, it has to be rooted in the knowledge that we are precious to God. When we understand this, then we can respond wholeheartedly to God's call. And it becomes so much easier to uh, approach service with, with joy and authenticity, and fostering healthy relationships and preventing burnout. Knowing we are precious to God, which is reflected in, in Jesus' incredible sacrifice, that can be truly transformative. It can power our ongoing conversion as disciples while shaping our attitudes, our actions, and our interactions with others. It powers us to continue building the kingdom on earth. So let's step back and take a second glance at these readings overall and ask ourselves if our path has become clear. To do this, I try to answer two questions. So what and now what? Okay, so what? Why should we care about any of this? Well, we should care about this because it's easy to feel beaten down and recognizing that we are precious to God helps us establish a, a strong sense of identity and self-worth. <laughs> In a world that often measures value based on external achievements or approval, knowing that we are unconditionally loved by God affirms our intrinsic worth and helps us navigate challenges with more confidence and, and resilience. Truly understanding our preciousness strengthens our relationship with God, but also deepens our connections with others. Once we recognize that others are just as precious to God, it can help us approach relationships with, with more empathy, more respect and kindness. And understanding that we are all loved can create a sense of unity and community within the Catholic Church and beyond. We should care because embracing Jesus's sacrificial love for all humanity inspires us to serve others with genuine compassion and selflessness. When we truly grasp the depth of God's love, our acts of service become more than obligations. They become an outpouring of gratitude. They, they become a desire to share God's love with others, which is, which is a much more meaningful and transformative approach to serving those in need. This is important because embracing our identity as beloved children of God invites us into a process of ongoing conversion and spiritual growth. It challenges us to align our thoughts and words and actions with the truth of our belovedness, transforming every aspect of our lives. And this transformation extends to our families, to our workplaces, communities, and society at large, inspiring us to contribute positively and compassionately to the world around us. And the last question I try to answer is, now what? What are we supposed to do? Where do we go from here? Well, one practical step that anyone can take is to cultivate a regular practice of prayer and reflection, but one that is centered around the foundational theme of this week's readings. So with that in mind, here's your real challenge for the week. 
begin a regular practice of prayer and reflection centered around the theme of belovedness. Set aside a specific time each day for personal prayer. Begin your prayer by reflecting on the truth that you are precious to God. Think about the scripture messages we discussed or others that you remember. Simply try to let this truth sink in, sink deeply into your heart and into your mind. Offer a prayer of gratitude to God for this unconditional love and and for the ways that love is manifested in your life. Acknowledge the blessings, the the gifts, the moments of, of grace that you've experienced. You can also ask God to guide you in living out your belovedness in practical ways. I pray for the wisdom and and the strength to love others the way God loves you. Pray for the wisdom and strength to serve selflessly, to be a witness to to God's love in in your relationships and, and in your daily interactions. Be consistently engaging in this practice, by by consistently engaging in this practice of prayer and reflection, you can deepen your personal connection with God. You can align your life with God's love and determine how to actively participate in building the kingdom of God in your own unique way, your own special way as being a beloved child of God. So begin a regular practice of prayer and reflection centered around the theme of belovedness. Well, before I wrap things up, I'd like to leave you with one more quote from Scripture. As you're working on your daily prayer practice, remember what we read in 1 John chapter 4, verse 19. We love because he first loved us. God is the source and motivation of our love. Our our capacity to love others flows from the love we receive from God. When we truly understand and embrace God's love for us, it becomes a transformative force that compels us to extend that love to others. Through experiencing and accepting God's love, we become empowered and inspired to love those around us. All right, we've come to the end of our time here together. Thanks for joining me. I'll be back again next week. But in the meantime, I encourage you to use this as a starting point. Spend some time with the Bible on your own. Read through a passage a couple of times. Think about it. Pray about it. Try to open up not only your mind, but your heart. Break open the Word and then listen to what the Holy Spirit says to you. The Real Word Podcast is brought to you by The Real Values Project, Real Youth Ministry, and The Real Values Framework. Real stands for respect, engage, accept, and lead. For more information on The Real Values, please visit keepingitreal.club. And finally, the Bible readings used for this podcast are from the Holy Bible New International Version, copyright 1973, 1978, 1984, in 2011 by Biblica Inc. Used by permission, all rights reserved worldwide.